This is News Talk. Real mixed bag on the front pages, beginning with the Irish Examiner looking at the fine for the banks, the record 96 million euro fine for AIB and EBS over the tracker mortgage scandal. It's being described as paltry in the context of the lives lost and affected by what the banks did, leading politicians have said. Government and opposition TDs have united in their condemnation of the bank's mistreatment of customers. Uh, Finance Minister Pascal Donoghue, who will be on News Talk Breakfast this morning, according to the examiner, is under fire for delays in bringing forward legislation to tackle white-collar crime four years after it was promised. So the sanctions... uh brought in against AIB and EBS. The banks fined for overcharging more than 12,000 customers. Speaking to the Irish Examiner, the chair of the Oireachtas Finance Committee, John McGuinness, said there has to be personal accountability for what happened. He and others saying it's all fine and well for the banks to get fines, but where's the culpability? Who are the people uh, most directly responsible for this? Sinn Féin's Pierce Doherty saying AIB and EBS have caused serious harm and ruined many lives. That story is also on the front of the Irish Independent. It's though looking at the role of the central bank. So the central bank imposing the fine, but what about the central bank's role in all of this? The central bank has said, according to the Indo, that all the blame for the tracker mortgage scandal lies with the lenders. The watchdog admitted it had failed to conduct an independent review of how it had handled the tracker mortgage scandal. 21 families lost their homes, by the way, as a result of the actions of AIB and EBS uh, and AIB's reputation has been left in tatters, according to the central bank's Derval Rowland. But she said no external independent review has been commissioned by the central bank into how long it had taken to sanction the banks. Um, so that's the front of the Irish Independent. Also, going back to the Tipperary deaths, the Irish Independent says that the search for relatives of the couple whose bodies lay in their Tipperary home for more than a year, that search now extended to Australia to try and find relatives of Nicholas Smith and his wife Hilary uh, because they lived in Australia at one stage. Gardaí have ruled out murder-suicide. Any third-party involvement has also been discounted. It's understood a post-mortem examination is established established that Mr Smith died of natural causes and his wife's death remains unknown, the cause of her death. The Irish Times looks at the census. 5.1 million of us now living here. The state's population has risen above 5 million, but new homes lagged the latest growth in numbers. The first census data shows. Didn't they get this out very quick in fairness to them? Uh, We all did the census in April, but like only a few weeks ago there were ads on the radio reminding you to get your forms back if it hadn't been collected or whatever. And then in the middle of June, we have the preliminary results, the first results out. So good work being done by the CSO there. Population reaching 5.12 million, highest level in a census since 1841. Uh, And the latest census shows a continuation of population growth that began in the early 1990s. And of course, all the questions now are about how do we make sure there are school places for all the children? How do we make sure there are enough houses? Uh, Can our health system cope with that population increase? The Irish Daily Mail looks at the housing on the front page Uh, a criminal number of homes are going to waste experts have warned because one of the other things we heard in the census yesterday is that we have 166,000 properties sitting empty in this country 
at a time of housing crisis, or as the President of this country calls it, a disaster. So lots wondering now, how is it that we've 166,000 homes vacant, lying idle, when so many people are in desperate need of housing? Experts, according to the Mail, say that this waste amounts to criminal negligence. That's a direct quote on the part of the government as it has failed to grapple with policies and taxation on vacant homes. Nearly 50,000 people, or sorry, nearly 50,000 homes Homes have been vacant for more than six years. There's lots of experts uh, speaking in the papers this morning about the housing situation there. You can read about more about that uh, in the mail. Now, you heard on the news there about the big drugs bust in Dublin yesterday to give you what some of the tabloids are saying. Um, the Irish Daily Mirror, Champagne Charlie, the Irish Daily Star, The River Sniffy, and the Irish Sun, Coke Gang's Liffey Swim. Stephen Breen writing, two men jumped into Dublin's River Liffey as cops raided the Kinahan's coke smuggling operation. Uh, they discovered that the men had been allegedly filling champagne bottles with liquid cocaine to sneak it into Ireland, uh, and in total officers seized €2 million Euro in drugs. So that's uh, on the front of a number of the papers this morning. Inside, if you're wondering about this latte levy and what it's going to mean for you. Well, more so what it's going to mean for the cafes that have to deal with this. Well, in the Indo, we're told that cafes won't have to accept unwashed or unsuitable cups from customers trying to avoid the latte levy. Now, you'd want to have some neck on you to go in with a filthy, dirty cup and ask a cafe to fill it up for you. Um, But officials are trying to reassure cafe owners because apparently cafe owners are worried about hygiene and safety if customers show up with dirty uh, or reusable cups or maybe cups that are a bit too flimsy to hold a hot drink and what you're going to have to do about that. Regulations governing the levy will specify that outlets have a right to refuse and offer the customer their drink in a regular paper cup but the customer will have to pay the latte levy. So the simplest thing in the world would be if you want to get a coffee and you're bringing in your reusable cup to avoid the latte levy, just make sure it's clean uh, and just be a a decent human being, uh, I suppose. But anyway, this is all being discussed in the Irish Independent. In the Irish Daily Star, they're looking at Dublin Airport. A very busy few days at the airport. They're expecting their busiest weekend this weekend, by the way. So make sure you're prepared for that if you are heading off about 50,000 people a day. Leaving the country and uh, in the start this morning, we are told the Dublin airport bosses are urging passengers to get the bus. And this is because there are claims that some are ditching their cars in local housing estates. Obviously, the airport is close to Swords and Santry and residents there have told the star that cars are being parked outside their houses and clogging up congested roads while their drivers get a taxi to catch the flight. So they don't want to get the bus, park up in a nearby estate, uh, get a cab and head to the airport. Local councillors apparently have been petitioned by their constituents about the problems and it's being blamed on parking issues at the airport. If you wanted to park your car at the airport, €81 for two nights at the airport's short-term and long-term facilities uh, and a worker at the airport has told the star it's really expensive so it's no surprise that people are parking elsewhere so obviously now local residents want some sort of enforcement to stop people doing this. The Mail tells us that we need to become more 
dog friendly because a charity is warning that ownership of pooches has soared since the start of the pandemic and many people are surrendering their dogs to charities and what Dogs Trust is suggesting is that businesses should become more dog friendly so your workplace should allow dogs you won't hear any objection from me to this now uh, basically your workplace should allow dogs so you bring your dog in with you and this would stop the surge in people having to surrender their dogs to the charities because they are back to work and they've known to look after the dog or whatever that's in the mail today is dog friendly Ireland Day which is being celebrated by Dogs Trust Ireland I think it would make workplaces an awful lot happier if we dogs in them although then you've colleagues who are allergic to dogs or just don't like dogs and that all becomes very, very awkward to have that conversation with your boss. Final story comes from The Examiner. If you're looking for love, we have some Irish research into how you can become successful in the world of dating, which can be very, very tricky. As we know, the advice is you should ask plenty of questions, be patient and get your crush's phone number sooner rather than later. They are the top tips for success in online dating. This is a study from UCD, uh, which says that dating apps are are having big consequences for our dating habits. There's no stigma around dating today like there used to be, they say. And the advice is, as we say, to get a phone number as quick as possible rather than texting on the app because that all becomes very, very cold. Get a phone number. I think the other advice would be try and arrange a date. By the way, if you're not getting responses, you're not alone because half of all conversations on dating apps are one directional, meaning 50% of messages don't even get a response so don't take it personally nothing to do with you all about the person you're trying to flirt with on 106 to 108 fm and newstalk.com this this is news talk